I think uh, if we could, if we could just realize, you know, and it's hard to, to, to break that cycle and to really look deep into yourself and say, my parents did the best they could. And I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I want to, I want to change some things for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. What are, um, you mentioned, what are your grandson's names? Uh, Sonny. He's seven. And Wyatt, he's three. Sonny and Wyatt. Yeah. And uh, and you mentioned your daughter. What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is Cassie. Cassie. Yeah. You know, I think it's so beautiful that even though you had to get a daughter, you were able to do things for her that, you know, I mean, what? how do fathers, you know, raise their daughters? We, we probably see lots on TV and different things and, and experiences. And uh, I'm glad that you were able to break that cycle so that, you know, like, you allowed yourself to, to even in the parts that you felt like you wanted to do better. Like it was part of our journey. Our journey is still part of our journey. But when we get to that consciousness of saying, hey, maybe I can do something different for, for, for this one, for this one. Right. Yeah. And then that through her, what you were able to do for her helps her to be able to do that for Sonny and Wyatt. And, and, and then you get to see them and witness them and definitely, and, and take Wyatt, who you said is three, right? So I, uh, <laughs> he's wild right now. <laughs> yeah, there it oh, is. Yeah. There yeah. it is. And maybe that, and maybe the three year old and yourself you weren't able to take care of, you were able to like share that love with him. Yeah, for sure. To be like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's definitely a, I think he, I think. If things had been, I see a lot of me and him. Yeah. And, you know, that wild kind of crazy, um, <laughs> just fly by the seat of your pants. Or <laughs> Sonny's really like reserved and artistic and, you know, completely polar opposites. And <laughs> so I have a, they have a little bit of both of me in them. So, which is, which is great, you know? Right on. But, yeah. It's, uh, that's the best for me. Uh, to be a grandfather is, is the best feeling in the world. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Uh, today's guest is Chris Herrickfield. Uh, Chris and I have a really interesting uh, meeting story. We met the first time at a my first Everyman Men's Circle. Um, I was invited by one of our previous guests, Adam Rosendahl. And when I got to the space, uh, there was some men there sitting on the floor in the couch and um, was welcomed in and met Chris. You know, when I first saw him, you know, maybe if, you've, if you haven't seen him yet, you know, his tattoos on his arms. He's a big guy. And, you know, I've just never really had a lot of connection with people who are really all tattooed up. Right. And I think in those spaces of a circle of men, part of it is not going into judgment. But when we got around the circle and did check ins, oh, man, it was just amazing how the outside image the mask can sometimes be so different than what's really going on. I mean, I'm, I met a man who was open hearted, who was wanting to connect, 
And that was a really meaningful time in that circle that night. That was my first introduction to every man. And um, as you may know, I run a circle with every man on Monday nights for black men. And one thing that Chris and I, when we've had meetings outside of those circles, just to really talk about what is it like to be two men from different backgrounds, but being able to have thoughtful, open, heartfelt communication and connection. To be able to look a brother in the eye who doesn't look like you, who's not from the same background as you, and to be able to say to that man, I love you, brother, really powerful. Um, If you haven't experienced it, I, I encourage you to find a circle that you can go to where you can be not only seen but heard and recognize that there's so much more that we have in common that you would never know by looking at us on the outside. That's what the work of the Million Mask Movement is all about, being able to help people around the world realize that you're not alone. You know, one of the things that you will hear in the conversations I talked to him about being the first episode after the one year anniversary. So as you can see that this episode was recorded maybe two months ago. As we in this podcast are trying to hear from voices from all men, all ages, backgrounds, countries, uh, we space out our podcast in a way that we can hear from a multitude of different voices. And so I'm hoping that you enjoy today's episode. And for those of you that have this is your first episode, I invite you to make a mask. If you haven't made a mask, what you will hear us talk about is this activity that we're doing. And you can go to 100kmasks.com. That's the number 100kmasks.com. And you can make your own mask. You draw a picture and write six words. The front of the mask are things that you gladly let the world see about you. The back of the mask are things that you maybe don't talk about much or don't let people see. Um, This can be done in an anonymous way, and we invite you to be a part of the Million Mask Movement. Thank you for being a part of our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, and we really hope that you learn something today. Please share this with somebody who you think can get some value out of it. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Chris Herrickfield. Welcome to Taking Off the Mask. I'm in there now. I'm in there now. I'm in there. All right. I think I, I think I, I think I can do it now. I think I can do it. Are you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Well, the way I'm, I'm gonna have you intru- now pronounce your last name for me because I, 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 Kevin and I were trying to say it back and forth to each other. I'm like, I'm gonna say his last name wrong. Say uh, your last name for me. Herrickfeld. Herrickfeld. Okay. 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 Yeah. He he was he was more right than me. Herrickfeld. I got you. Chris, we've been we've been knowing each other for a little while, but I want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to, to the show, Chris. Thank you, Ashanti. Thanks for uh, having me on. I'm honored. Man, I am so glad we've been playing. We've been playing tag and we were trying to connect and glad we got to have you. You're our first episode on year two. So first of all, thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And um, I'm excited to have this conversation. Uh, you know, we it's not an interview. It's a, a conversation. We've had lots of conversations. So you know, we've we've had lots of off the mask conversations, mask off conversations, you know, and so I'm excited that we get to, like, have another one today. And um, please introduce yourself. Tell people who you are. What, what, what would you like people to know about you right now? And then uh, you and I will jump into the mask. OK, uh, my name is Chris Herrigfeld. I think first and foremost, I'm, I'm a father, um, caretaker, humanitarian, car builder. Um, lover, I love humans. I love, I love people, um, love connecting in all different ways. Um, people of all 
different races to uh, ethnicity, you know, from different backgrounds. I love just connecting with people and find out where they're from and what their background is and, and how similar we all are. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Well, I know we, um, when we end, we'll, we hinted at uh, that you do work with cars. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, let people know how they can find out what you're up to in that work. But okay. so uh, the way the, the way it works is this conversation is really about these masks. And so you as a guest, you get to decide who goes first. You either decide I go first or you go first. Um, and then we will jump in and then you'll, you know, once you decide who goes first, you'll um, go to the front. And then I'll do the front or vice versa. And then okay. we'll do the back. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go first. I, I, I'm usually the guy that always says you go first, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. Jump all right. First. Fantastic. So are we supposed to put our mask up and show this? Yeah. You start with, yeah. Just um, if you have, if you can fold it over so that, uh, let me see, we'll just kind of like fold it and then just show the, the front half and then, okay. uh, and I'll show, then we'll do front and then you and I will do the back. Okay. Here we go. So, um, let's see if we can see this, if I can do this. Uh, loving, hardworking, gentleman, warrior, and empathic. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. It's kind of all over the board, I guess. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, I don't really I've always been a loving uh, person even as a little boy uh, I always remember I always tried to help people out I remember that as about three years old and um, always wanted to make sure everybody was okay around me and that everybody was in, in a good space I remember that and I think I'm still doing that to these days i mean to you know up until now um and one thing that i have noticed is that that i don't love myself enough as loving as i am it's really hard to love myself and uh it's been a struggle it really has been a struggle uh, since a little guy. Uh, as we've talked before, I, I think a lot of this stems for me. Um, trauma when I was three years old in a nursery school. And I think it, it has really kind of shaped my life in some different ways um, with relationships uh, to caring and putting myself first before I put other people first. And Really, the bottom line is never taking care of myself emotionally or physically. And uh, I, I'm really working on that now at 51 years old. It's, it's not been an easy road. So, yeah. I um, don't really know where to go with this on, on to the next, I guess, to the next, um, next words that I wrote was a uh, hard work. No, no, no. Are, is that oh are you on the front still yes okay yeah 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 yeah. so just keep keep rolling with that yeah i mean however you the 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 format is whatever the format is supposed to be so you you lead 
and okay. I, I I take your lead and we go from there. I'm I'm, I'm one, one, okay. yeah. Well, I'll just I'll say one more of these and uh, uh, hardworking. I think is is definitely in my DNA. Mm. Uh, learned that from my mom and my dad uh, growing up. My dad was always seemed like the hardest working guy that I knew. Um, it, but that's a double-edged sword. It's really a double-edged sword. So when I don't want to be present in, in certain situations with people, family, friends, I bury myself in work. And uh, I guess that's a way of hiding and running from what's really going on in front of me. And that has been the biggest struggle for me is to slow down and stop burying myself into work. Oh man, slow. Thank you for man that I'm resonating and hardworking is one of the words that I've used since I first started this, this thing. And for that was my word all the time. Yeah. on the front like hardworking and i and when you said buried yourself oh man that's <laughs> like when i don't want to deal like i'm clear what i can be good at i can be good at doing you know like i can be good at doing like i'm a doer and from young right taking care of everybody else i don't think i had a choice about being I'd be really curious in understanding how the circumstances that you began to like take care of everybody else and look out for everyone else. Cause I, I was, I was told I had to be the man of the house. I was told that I had to be helping everyone. I, my, take care of your mom and your sister and your brother. That's what my uncle said. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday and I didn't have a father in the house. So he was like, okay, uncle knows best. You know, that's what, that's what he said I have to do. And I took it serious. I took the job of responsibility like to heart. Yeah. Uh, so being a man at seven, I mean, imagine me being in elementary school or middle school, teacher trying to tell me what to do. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've been a man already. I got to, by the time I got to middle school, I'm like, I've been a man already seven, five years. What are you talking about? Who, who, who do you think you are? You think I'm, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm worried about your rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that those, those patterns, those, early recordings of that I keep replaying, right? Yeah. You're in charge. You got to be the man of the house. Be in charge. Be in charge. Be in charge. So who do you... The, 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 there's this old... Um, uh, I think his name is Earl Nightingale, if I remember right. I, no, or Paul J. Meyer. One of those two people. <laughs> and they're two different people, but nonetheless. But one of them had this audio that I got back in, you know, early 2000, and it was called Who Motivates the Motivator? Right. If you're the person who always helping everybody else, helping to rah-rah everybody else, cheer everybody on, who who helps you? <laughs> who do you go to to get some juice, some inspiration, a little bit of boost, a little bit of fire when you're feeling like burnout? And those the, the audio, by the way, was was not helpful. But but nonetheless, <laughs> it was the question that that woke me up to this idea. That's right. That who? Who who do who does do that? Um, who we? Oh, we are we starting already, man? We're on the front still. We we're still on the front. You know what I mean? That's, wow, that's a that's. I never really looked at it like that. Who motivates me? I never really. Well, 
I, I can name a handful of people. You're one of them. You're one of the people that motivates me. I always, I think about you often and I'm like, this man is following his passion, his true calling and, and helping young men be, to be the best they can be and to be, to be true to themselves and be open and honest with what's going on with them. I do want to thank you, brother. I mean that. I appreciate that, and that means a lot. I, I, I do my best, and man, even even just in as I'm thinking about what I wrote on the back, and I'm gonna get there. Like that helps, right? Like that, your your words right there. That one sentence helps because sometimes, like truth be told, huh. I think you said it in your in your when you were opening, and I was like, "Oh man, we're do we do we jump to the back already?" You you said something like, "Like believing in yourself." Like, man, I mean, if that's not what you said, that's what I felt, and that's what I heard, and I and because it's my language to myself. Like, where does that? Why? Why? And sometimes <laughs> it connects to that hard working because I work so hard. I'm like. Shouldn't I be farther along right now? Shouldn't I be? It's never enough. It's never, never good enough. It's never good enough. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. And I think that it happens in, in a place in my mind and sometimes even subconsciously where I'm like, uh, even when good stuff happens, I'm like, yeah, but I got to, I, I mean, I, I, I celebrate maybe five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, maybe a minute. <laughs> and then we're back to the, back to it again. Right. Yeah. And um, let, let me tell you about the front. Let me tell you the front. I mean, I, I, it probably connected to this, the poor words on the front. So here's the mask. Um, oh, excited. I wrote excited, dedicated and intense. And I, wow. and I think, I think I wrote intense. Only a few people see the intense part. Like normally I'm like, just, you know, I'm just smiling. I'm just kind of like trying to keep it light, you know, but like people who are like on, on our team, you know, they see the behind the scenes. They see like, I don't stop. Like my schedule is usually pack to pack. It's like, like when I'm not in a meeting, like another meeting gets planned, uh, you know, just by, by phone or by email. Or like I'm going from this thing. My desk is piled high of stuff on both sides of me right here. If you, you could see this desk, you would be like, what the heck is going on with you? I'm like, yeah, that that's, that's that. And that's that book. And that's that post-it. And that's that <laughs> it's everything on this desk. But as <laughs> when I think about it, I'm like, Oh man, maybe I'm too intense for some people. Like I've had to tell some people when I interview them for the team, I said, listen, I just want to let you know that, you know, this is like a 17-year-old startup. Like, you know, startup energy, it's got like boom, like it's it's 17 year old though, right? So it has a mind of its own, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like we're 17 years, we're uh we're finally starting to feel like the, the wheels are moving sometimes and I'm not pushing them, right? It's like, oh man, things are happening, which which feels which feels good when I let it, right? Sometimes I'm it's not fast enough, right? Sometimes I'm like if I compare it where it was a year ago, man, it's like night and day. A year ago, I, our whole calendar got wiped out. I was like, uh, behind the scenes, what, how are we going to survive this? Uh, and in front of the scenes, I was like, it's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. But when, when everyone left the office and I was here by myself, 
I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> how are we going to, how are we going to survive this? You know? Um, so it was, yeah. So a lot of that. Well, yeah. That, that hits that, that just what you said, that really hits, that really resonates with me deep. It really resonates deep. Wow. Man, man, oh man. Um, I felt like we started on the back or somehow. I don't know what happened. I, think I we- don't know either. I just, well, <laughs> I, I think because I kind of rolled it together, maybe. <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, no, I don't. Sorry. This is exactly what it was supposed to be. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We, we in it. We, we, we fully in it. This is what we do, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that, you know, we've had really meaningful conversations, you know. Like this is not just this. This is this is us doing this in this, this interview style for the mask podcast. But I think most times our conversations are real and heartfelt, right? We don't waste a lot of time with a lot of weather and sport. Like we we jump in. Like, and I think I appreciate that about you is that we could have conversations that go to the heart of what's really what we're feeling quickly, as opposed to like. All right, we've been talking for an hour now. Can we can we talk about something real now? As you know, there's no no need to wait around for all of that. Like it's like, and I and I and I think I need that in my life a lot, you know, to be able to like not have to have it all figured out or have all the answers or you know, all of that. So man, thank you. Thank you. So folks, that was the front. And for those of you who know who's been who's ever been in this conversation with us, you know that it- <laughs> Wait till we get to the back, right? That is, uh, it's just be, it's already begun. It's already begun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a breath together. Let's take a breath because yeah. I feel. Yeah, I'm a little. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having a good time doing this, at least. Oh my goodness! So it's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it started with me trying to figure out what I was gonna even write, right? So that was the first part. I was like stuck. Like, why am I? I mean, I'm, I, it's like I'm starting brand new again. But it feels it feels good in that way. Like I'm. That's not familiar. It's a. I mean, it's a. It's it's. It's not comfortable, hundred percent, but it, but it's 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 pushing me. Is is it growing me? I'm trying to think of finding the words. It's growing me in a in a way that uh, I think it only could have happened after last week's episode because I'm clear what I probably would have written. But now that I'm trying to write, go deeper to my own journey because because you know I've I'm I'm the host, so I've interviewed, I've, I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but and, and so I'm excited. So just let's just go there. Let's just go. You, right. It's your choice. You you get to go first, or you tell me. We're on the okay. back now. We're on the back now. Okay. I'm gonna let I'll, I'll let you. How about you? I'll let you take this. You want to? Okay. Right, yeah. Come. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um. All right. So here's the back. I'm just letting everybody see it. The back says, "Warrior, doubt, and seeking permission." <laughs> and I think that's what I was kind of 
talking about when I a little minute ago, I was talking about this idea of like, so warrior, it's kind of like, um, okay, so things worry me. Um, I, I try not to get too over worried, but I, I, I think about other things a lot. I, I worry about people. I worry about all the young people who I'm still in touch with and who are, you know, I call them young men, but they're adults now. They're, you know, 25, 30, they're living life. Um, they're experiencing life on their own terms and, and I worry about them and um, like my mom has been trying to show me where all her paperwork is, you know, like, like, and I don't, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I think um, it may, like I'm the oldest. <laughs> How funny, right? Uh, so um, I, I need to know where all the stuff is just in, in case of an emergency. And every time she tries to show me that file cabinet, I know where the file cabinet is, but I don't want to know where the key is. Like, I don't, I don't really want to ever think I'm going to have to open it up. And so subconsciously, I think I, I know uh, consciously, I know I need to let her show me where it all is because subconsciously I'm worrying about it a lot. But I, I kind of I, I try and play a, a mind game with myself like I'm never going to need to see it. I'm never going to need to know where it all is, although I, I'm I'm re, I'm realistic. I'm I know I'm very mortal. I know that there's a finite time I have on this earth. But I just. Um, I don't want to think about losing her so. The story I tell myself is that if I don't know where the stuff is, it's, it's it's a mind game that I'm playing on myself that I know it's not even real. And so that's the, the part of worry. It's, behind, it's really behind the scenes. I don't talk about it usually ever. Um, but I am clearer today than ever before that I need to let her show me where the stuff is. I need to know where it's at it's just, in, you know, for the reality of life. Um, and so that I'm, so that there's less worries later. <sighs> Doubt, um, yeah, like, man, we this organization, 17 years, you know, like, I, 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 I dreamed that it would be further along. I've dreamed of that we would have like multiple. We have a, a bigger office, you know. I, I dreamed of a lot of things in terms of when you do your visioning and dreaming and dream boards and. I think people, things are not moving at the pace that I would have chosen them to move at, but I'm clear that sometimes it's just, it's doubt. And I'm wondering, is my doubt in the way? Like, you know, um, Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich says, a definiteness, definiteness of purpose. The people who have achieved great things, you know, when he wrote that book, he talks about them having a definiteness of purpose. Like, you just, you just, you, people talk about the secret, right? They talk about the, like, you just got to have a, Keep your mind focused on the thing you want. Don't focus on the things you don't want because your mind doesn't know whether it's the things you want or don't want. It's just focusing on it, right? And if your energy is going towards out doubting that it's going to happen, then maybe subconsciously or even, you know, because you're thinking about it, it's conscious, right? Maybe you're thinking about it not working. Maybe you're thinking about it not. And so I, I bounce back between knowing what the, the all the, the books have said and all the the researchers and all the people have said, and then what happens in my own mind when I'm doubting that 
that is going to grow to what I believe is going to grow to. I believe it more, more days than not. I, I, I can see it when I write in my journal and I'm like, Getting, I'm like, oh, we're going to have this and we're going to everyone's going to have a polo and, I, I, you know, this, 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 it's small stuff, but it's big stuff when you're in a dream mode. Right. And I also doubt sometimes. And uh, the seeking permission part, I think, is one that is kind of like, oh, goodness, like, do you like this book? And, I, and a lot of people have heard me talk about the book before and I'm making a lot more progress than I have before. I, I don't know if I'm seeking permission or if I've been seeking Maybe I mean, I'm always impressed at people who are like, I don't care what nobody thinks. <laughs> I don't I don't need nobody. You know, I don't need nobody to tell me like I, I, I'm like, man, and I and I I can say those words. I can even I can even make it make you believe that I believe those words. Right. But sometimes when I'm sitting by myself just with a piece of paper or with my computer and I it's on my calendar, Ashanti's time to write and I'll sit there blocked out an hour. And I, I got nothing. <laughs> no words are coming. I'm like, um, and then I'll get a phone call from somebody and I'm talking for an hour. It is no big deal. And I'm like, what is happening? And because like, I know that I'm, I'm more, I think I, I, my mind works when I'm in communication with people, when I'm in relationship with people, when I'm connecting with people, it, it doesn't do the same when I'm sitting by myself, get, even when I give myself time to work on it. So I've been wondering, like, so I've been working on a lot of those. That's what I've been working on in the last couple of weeks. I've been really working on what have I, who I've been seeking permission from. And I think, uh, I think I've been seeking permission from, uh, from that eight-year-old in me who, who I ignored for so long, you know, and who I told, nope, you don't get to, nope, your, your, your needs don't get to get met. Your needs, your needs are not important right now because your job is to take care of everybody else and i i put him away and i just cut him off and maybe that's who i've been seeking permission from is from him first apologizing for like i think it was like apologizing to him for saying look your needs don't matter and from now on, I will, I'm going to honor you and your story and your journey. And before I, before I try and honor anything else that you, all this happens because of you, yeah, because of the things I was trying to protect for others. And so I think that that's what I've been coming to a grips of is that I have been seeking permission. I didn't know who I was seeking permission from. I didn't know the permission was from myself. Um, I thought I was seeking permission from somebody else to say, Ashanti, you got a lot of talent. You can write this book. You can change the world. And um, maybe I thought I was looking for it from outside because I was unwilling to think that somehow I could give myself the permission that I had been ignoring eight-year-old Ashanti who was just looking for somebody to see him. And that's, uh, that's the back of my mask right now. Thanks for that, man. That was, thank you. Wow, that resonates so deep, brother. Man. Oh, man. Thank you. I have a lot of love for you, my friend. Thank you, brother. A lot Thank of love you. for you. Man, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you.
almost <laughs> life is in, uh, and we've had a lot of parallels in our life uh, from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Man. Thank you. Well, you know, I think when you and I met, I mean, it was it, it was through that that circle, and uh, that's been work that's been helping me to kind of continue taking off my mask, and like, excuse me, and the work that I get to do just really bringing it to the place of like, it no longer gets to hold me back. It gets to it, it is the fuel that I would use to push me forward, as opposed to using the fuel to put on the brakes, you know? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Uh, amazing times in that circle with, with all these amazing men, you know? Um, yeah. I just remember us connecting in that circle and, and I had already watched the mask, that, the mask you live in. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh my God, I get to meet this guy. And it's just, you know, right there with connect. I'm like, oh, this is one of the best days of my life. You know? Oh man. So, uh, wow, everything you talked about really resonated deeply with me. And I, I think a lot of young men have gone through a lot of these similar things or are still going through it today. Even yeah. I'm in my early fifties. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, it's time to, it's time to start taking care of that little boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's my turn on this one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> as much as you're ready, as much as you as much as you're ready, man. Okay. Um, I do not have it all together. What I mean by that is, I put the mask on, and I play the game that I have it all together. Whether I have it together financially. The house, the cars, the family, to my emotional state. And I, I think that's probably the hardest, hardest one. And then I, I revert back into working hard. Okay, well, I feel like I don't have it all together. And I know I don't, but I want everybody to think that I do. So I'm just going to work harder and keep moving forward. <laughs> It hasn't served me very well. I'll be really honest with you. <laughs> I, I feel like I've crashed and burned. I don't know how many times um, trying to tell myself that I have it all together and I don't. Yeah. And it's okay not to have it all together. It's okay. It's yeah. okay not to. It's okay to have a meltdown. It's okay to, you know, just sit and cry sometimes and just let out whatever is going on with you. And yeah. I, I, I think why that's these circles are so important for men um, to let all that out. Uh, you know, we're programmed as young men. You know, suck it up, be tough, yeah. just keep moving forward, and you know, don't stop. Yeah. Well, eventually that bites. I mean, it comes back around for full circle <laughs> in your relationships, your family, how you treat people. You know all those, so it's it, it's it, it's definitely been a tough ride for me. Um, the other one, depression, mm. and I didn't really realize this until recently. Um, 
that I get into these depressed modes when I feel like I don't have it all together. I really start to beat myself up. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I, I kind of become a recluse and I don't reach out to anybody when I know I need to talk to somebody or, um, just express where I'm at. I have a really hard time with that. Um, as far as, cause I've always been the caretaker, so I can take care of myself. I'll be fine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm like, this is, this is definitely not healthy and this is not working. So I need to, to make a change to, to help myself yeah. so I can still be in service of people at the same time. Yeah. And as we know, man, it's really tough. Oh man. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you. You know, you really, you really hit something really deep for me. Um, never taking care of that young boy. And it started with me at three and never giving that, that little boy permission to cry or have a bad day or let anybody see that he's hurting, you know, just put that mask on and be a warrior all the time. And I, uh, I have two grandsons and if there's anything I could do in life is to help them not to go down the roads that I went down and, uh, with self-doubt and not being able to express themselves and not letting, I, you know, I'd like to protect them if I can, you know, and not let all the bad come in and, you know, drive them down that road that I don't want to see them go down. You know, I just, I want to be their safe place to yeah. come to to talk to me about anything, you know. You know, thank you, man. Thank you for that. And thank you for them. Thank you for them. Like, yeah. I think I forgot how it all came to my thoughts about how it happened. I saw a quote somewhere and it was like, sometimes the things that we create are the things that we needed kind of growing up. Right. Yeah. And I think like, finding that space and creating for them, for those two boys, like, man, he lets us talk about all the things that we go through. We don't have to like pretend, like we don't have to like be like, like, man, just imagine what you get to help create for them so that they get a chance to maybe enjoy their childhood a little bit more, you know, like to, to be kids, to be, to be carefree, you know? And um, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for the work to, it takes to get, to get there, to get there, right? Because some we know that some people, fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers, they teach their kids the way they learned it. Hey, we don't cry here. You know what I'm saying? We don't. In this house, we don't cry. Boys don't cry, right? Like. And then we shut them down because we, we that's what we got. Right. We got that treatment and we said we can't. We I got a job. I got a house. Therefore, I'm good. <laughs> and, we, and we sometimes miss the fact of how much we missed in the attempt to have it all together all the time and never feel like our stuff mattered, that our um, 
that our that our lives our future our our goals matter you know yeah definitely yeah definitely um i was able to thank god i was able to break the cycle with um my dad uh he's german and his mom was from germany so i don't know if you ever met german people great people but they don't really express themselves and very hard working and there's not a lot of uh, feelings talked about or anything like that so my dad was raised like that and he raised me like that to a point and I said, I have to break this cycle at some point because I, when I became a father at 22, I said, I, I, I can't raise my daughter like this. There's no way. So I, I, I broke the cycle and I did the best that I could. But it wasn't an easy ride, but uh, I, would, I wouldn't change, change it for the world, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, if we could if we could just realize, you know, and it's hard to, to, to break that cycle and to really look deep into yourself and say, my parents did the best they could. And I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I want to, I want to change some things for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. What are, um, you mentioned, what are your grandson's names? Uh, Sonny. He's seven and Wyatt. He's three. Sunny and Wyatt. Yeah. And uh, and you mentioned your daughter. What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is Cassie. Cassie. Yeah. You know, I think it's so beautiful that even though you had to get a daughter, you were able to do things for her that, you know, I mean, what? how do fathers, you know, raise their daughters? We, we probably see lots on TV and different things and, and experiences. And uh, I'm glad that you were able to break that cycle so that, you know, like you allowed yourself to, even in the parts that you felt that like you wanted to do better, like it was part of our journey. Our journey is still part of our journey. But when we get to that consciousness of saying, Man, maybe I can do something different for, for, for this one, for this one. Right. Yeah. And then that through her, what you were able to do for her helps her to be able to do that for Sonny and Wyatt. And, and, and then you get to see them and witness them and, Definitely. and, and take Wyatt. You said it's three, right? So, I, uh, <laughs> he's wild right now <laughs> yeah there it oh, is yeah. there yeah. it is and maybe that and maybe the three-year-old and yourself you weren't able to take care of you were able to like share that love with him yeah for sure to be like for sure yeah yeah he's a, he's he's definitely uh i think he i think if things had been i, I see a lot of me and him and you know that wild kind of crazy um just fly by the seat of your pants <laughs> where sonny's really like reserved and artistic and you know completely polar opposites and so i have a, they have a little bit of both of me in them so which is which is great you know right on but, uh, yeah it's uh that's the best for me uh to be a grandfather is, is the best feeling in the world awesome yeah awesome. yeah so Man, oh man, oh man! Look at <laughs> oh brother. Well, listen, I I, I want to say I, I don't know how the the time has moved faster than I could have imagined, but I want to tell you, uh, thank you. Like I, hmm, thank you for being here with. Thank thank you for setting off this 
first episode of the second year in, in a way that was just like, like, what? What just happened? What just happened? <laughs> how do, how do, how do, how do, where'd the time go? Where'd the time go? We, I thought we just started. We just started. Um, and, I, and I think that we're not only going to have more conversations. Um, I think we're going to continue connecting in deeper ways. And, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Would you like to um, just tell folks, I mean, uh, what, you know, how they can get in touch with you, how they find you. Like if there's, I know you, I, I, I'm not all sure all the type of work that you do. I just know you work with cars on cars, but I don't know. So I want you to tell people what you want them to know and how they can support the work you're doing or anything you want them to know or how they can find you. Um, I, I, I work on all older hot rods. So anything 1970 and earlier, uh, build custom cars from the thirties through the seventies, uh, from muscle cars to hot rods, to customs, to drag cars. Um, I'm in Benicia. Um, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook under CT hot rods. And I'm also on, uh, Instagram under CT hot rods. Also. We'll put, we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So thank man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I'm trying to think I've ever sat in a hot rod before. I don't think I've ever even sat in one before. Have I, I don't think I have, I've seen, I've seen them before. Uh, and I think we and I talked about uh, me coming and seeing some of your work. So I'm looking forward to making a, making a journey there to see, to see, to see a hot rod face to face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring some bring some of the young guys with you. Maybe it'll spark some interest and, you know, it's, it's a good hobby. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just to see kids get their hands dirty. And I think, uh, you know, it's part of the trades, obviously. Yeah. And we need all that. Um, but I'll have to come by one of these days. We'll have to take a ride. That would do it. I'll, I'll have to, I have one young man who's, who loves drawing cars. So I think maybe you have to bring him out and let him yeah. see one of those things. He, I'm sure he's drawn one of them before. So let him see one live in person. Okay, great. Right on. Well, brother Chris, thank you for being on the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Man, I, I appreciate you, and uh, I hope that I believe you know you you kicked off this this season with uh, I call it a season. We haven't called it seasons yet, but you kicked today's conversation off with a with a bang, and uh, just being in the space of me creating new words that were really beautiful that I'm thankful for, and so I appreciate you being the person who I'm. I was able to take off my mask a little bit more with and uh and i'm looking forward to our next communication me also thank you very much brother appreciate you more than you know i have a lot of love for you my friend much love to you too brother and for all you out there who want to make a mask you can go to 100kmasks.com 100kmasks.com make a mask maybe keep it to yourself share it with someone um and hope you get to find people in your life who you can uh, be able to take off that mask with and so uh, thank you for being a witness to uh, chris and i having this conversation today and we look forward to seeing you uh, soon cheers my friend have a great day you too, man. taking off the mask podcast is produced by ryan louie Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one-year anniversary 
we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask experience and we look forward to you being a part of it as well if you liked what you heard today please like subscribe and share and we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter take care see you soon <laughs>